friends. Welcome back to the Can't Take a Joke podcast. Today, we have a huge treat for you. Uh, our boy Willie Mecky is joining us. This guy, if you don't think his story is amazing, he's at least going to motivate the hell out of you. Uh, so, Willie, would you like to introduce yourself? And then we also have Sebastian here with us, too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. We Sebastian's got been here before. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, guys? My name is Willie. Uh, Willie Mecky, of course, but... Jake literally sounds like a meteorologist. I gotta say, like this is like a like official, like a whistle. But I'm in here. Um, I'm excited to be able to share whatever I can, and I'm actually excited to be part of history right now because I know where this podcast is gonna go, and I know he's gonna have like Kanye West on here one day. He's gonna have all these different people. So being able to be one of the OGs, I think that's pretty cool. Heard it here first. That's every time I think of Kanye West, I just think of that meme where he comes up. He's like, George Bush hates black people. Dude, what? No, I was in like 2006. You never heard of that? <laughs> it was yeah. a Hurricane was Katrina thing. Yeah. No. And then Kanye, he just comes up in the news. He goes, George Bush hates black people. <laughs> I did not get a single laugh. Okay. It's quite <laughs> you guys take it from here. Uh, I'm Sebastian <laughs> Stathakis. Yeah. Stacked thickest. Let's go. <laughs> Excited to be here. Go ahead. Give yourself a proper introduction this time. Yeah. Who are What's you? your background? Where do you come from? What are your dreams? Um, What's your favorite dinosaur? Spinosaurus. There you go. That's a good answer. All right. Uh, background in real estate and <laughs> here on this podcast, like Willie said, in the basement days. In the basement days, where we all start off. Every I was in the studio yesterday, and my mentor goes, "Everyone starts off in the basement. It's just about exactly. changing your basement." It's like, wow. Yeah, it's either a basement <laughs> or a garage. If we you almost called it, it the basement co- podcast, but then That's I was like, like a thing. Yeah. It was like a month. Yeah. Yeah. We, we figured it out. All our original names were already taken. Isn't there one called like Mom's Basement? Mom's yeah. Basement. That's what, that's what it, it was going to be like your mom's basement or some, some crap like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Let's get to Willie. Willie, do you want to tell us a story? Dang man, just on the spot. Like on right the away. spot. That's, that's, that's a pretty fire. encompassing statement. No, that's fire, well, man. If Eminem can... could freestyle, I could as well. You know what I mean? Oh, there we go. All right. All right. So story. You want to start actually with like with your background? Because I know you came. I know you came to America when you were like really young. But you want to get more in depth in that? Yeah, absolutely. Give the audience a little you bit came more from, of a background. You came from Greece, but the other day you were telling women like, "Yeah, the homeland Zimbabwe." <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's just when I say when it's hot outside. But, um, yeah, I was just letting, um, yeah, it was actually cool that you were able to listen into that. But, yeah, my parents come from Sudan. Um, that's where they were born. And Sudan's not really a country you want to raise a family in, especially when the dictator was there. So in a country like that, you either leave through education or you leave through, like, being a refugee, like, leaving and stuff like that. So they studied engineering. They were able to get a good, um, I think it was whatever university in Greece. So my older brother and I were born there. So English is actually our third language when it comes to my parents and myself and my older brother. So we speak Arabic fluently. Uh, my Greek is like super choppy. And then America, as you, some people say I have an accent. I don't know if I do or not. But anyways, so fast they, forward. Sorry, they oh, speak oh, yeah, Arabic accent. in Sudan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at the, the trusty globe right now, and that's right on the Red Sea. Yeah, yep. So it's like at the top of Africa. Mm-hmm. So um, afterwards, man, um, there's something called a visa lottery. So for the ones that don't know. A visa lottery is essentially think of the money lottery, but each human being could I could get like as much money as I could buy when it comes to the uh, normal lottery. When it comes to a visa lottery, only one per family. And it's a certain amount of people that could come selected from each country. So they actually never even planned to come to America. But the funny thing is a friend was like, hey, you should apply. Like, you know, like, I don't know, when like the next new song comes out, everyone's listening to it. 
So when that system started becoming a thing in Greece, everyone was like, hey, everyone, let's apply for it. So someone told my parents to apply. They were like, hey, so many people apply, no one barely ever gets in. They applied and they ended up winning. So that's what are the chances of that? It's I, I actually looked it up at the year in 1999. It's like a 0.0017% chance. Jeez. So afterwards, the thing is, though, your degree doesn't transfer over. And the only family you could bring is your kids. So when they made that decision, it's either imagine like Jake, you sitting here, you have the life you have here in America. And someone's like, yo, Uzbekistan, you got to move there. Degree doesn't transfer. You don't know the language. You don't know anybody there. You just go off on your own. That's terrifying. Yeah, so... Do they not set you up with anything? They just, nothing. They, nope. give, they just give you the visa? Yep, that's it. Oh. And then it's up to you to make a life, all that different stuff. So seeing my parents work from, like, prestigious engineers to, like, random employees. Yeah. For anybody, I think, who's a human being that would see that. At the time, I was too young to understand it and comprehend or do something about it. But afterwards, seeing them work at, like, CVS, random jobs, seeing them just make enough money to pay for the kids and sacrifice of their time. So they weren't able to really raise us. They were able to supply us with money and food and stuff. So at the end, it's usually society that raises most people. What was that, if you don't mind me, what was that transition period like? Like within the first probably six months to a year that you guys came over? Honestly, it's funny. I don't know if you guys remember. I know you guys are younger than I am, but there was a DC sniper back in the day. I remember. Yeah, dude, we, I was at Cox Farm when the shooting happened. My no way. I remember my parents picking me up and running this out of there. I think Brent was that, with me, too. That, no that, way. that was yeah, the yeah. dude where he was just like the sun. Pu pulling up out of a van. Yeah, or absolutely. Crap, right? Well, it was... It was, uh, it was like a white truck or something like that. It was yeah. a white truck, and it was uh, some guy in his like 30s, and then it was some random like 12-year-old kid. Um, like they weren't related. He was just like, yeah, we need to do this. Oh, really? I thought it was a son. They That's found crazy. him. They were sitting up in Silver Spring, oh, Maryland. They were like, after the sniping, they were parked at a gas station for like two weeks, just camping out there. Yeah, I remember That's actually. A side tangent. <laughs> my parents. I do remember my parents were like, hey, it's your turn to get the gas. I was like, what you mean, my turn to get the gas? <laughs> but anyways, uh, fast forward, we ended up moving from Alexandria to Sterling, and then Sterling to Ashburn. But the cool thing about Ashburn. It used to be a forest when I first moved there. There was actually nothing. So I remember back in the day, it was actually like how Percival is right now. That's yeah. how Ashburn was when I first moved. So it's cool to see the development that's happening and stuff like that. But I ended up going to uh, just a normal elementary school, normal middle school, normal high school, and then went to college afterwards. And then just fast forward to being able to own my own business right now. But one of the biggest things that I give credit to is knowing the sacrifices my parents gave. So this is a short story. It's about a conquistador named Cortez. Hmm. Um, back in the day, he came to America. It was to fight the Aztecs or do something like that. Yeah. But what he ended up doing was he actually burnt all the boats that they came to America with and said, hey, we're either going to win or we're going to die. There's like no in between. And like the only guy that's like, wait, what do you mean burn the boats? It's not a good idea. They actually killed that guy that like argued him. He's like, nope, we're either going to die. Yep, no turning back. So for me, seeing my parents make a decision like that. I'm like, man, like, who am I to be here in America and just play video games and do nothing with my life? Now, don't get me wrong. My ODU years, I could sit here and talk at this podcast <laughs> for explicit stuff all the time. But overall, I think the biggest thing I'm grateful for is just having parents that not only showed me what work ethic means, but also aren't passing down anything to me. So, like, I'm in this phase of like, hey, if I want to help my parents retire, I have to help my parents retire. If I want to help my siblings pay their tuition, I have two younger brothers and one older brother. I got to like step up if I plan to have a family in the future. I got to step up if I want to care about my homies. Because, again, we could talk about I could talk economy, like all this different stuff. But essentially, the people who think a nine to five job does the same what a nine to five job does about 50 or 100 years ago, they're all going to be in the same position as like 
I don't want to take it to this extreme, but like a lot of people say they don't have money now. Yeah, wait till inflation keeps going up. Wait till more, another, every 10 years, something tends to happen. Corona, we're finishing that up. But every 10 years, something tends to happen. I'm not even talking about the one in 10 years from now. I'm talking about the thing like 30 years from now. Imagine we're in our, what, you're, you guys going to be in your 50s? We're going to be in our 50s? 30, yeah, yeah. Imagine now we can't even run on the treadmill anymore. We oh, can't Jesus. do the 9 to 5 because we don't take care of our bodies today. So I could talk about all this different stuff. But What do you think that huge event's going to be in 2050? If I were to predict, I would probably say it has to do with something that humanity will do to themselves. Kind of similar to Corona, but I think we all could agree that society keeps devolving. And I don't know if it's a desensitization of like maybe the music we listen to, how people went from worshiping, like I wouldn't say worshiping, like laziness and human nature. Yeah, absolutely. No discipline. I think the biggest thing is a lot of people just don't know what they want. So if you don't know what you want, you're going to do what it is that you want today. Like a lot of people, if they're just in college to be in college, they're not going to graduate because they didn't know they don't want a degree. Yeah. So they're just going to be there for fun. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be there for fun. I'll graduate. I'm sure I will. And then it's just going to be too much fun. And they'll flunk out. My entire hallway, 70% of them failed. I think about, like, realistically, 15 of my entire hallway probably graduated at the very end. Jeez. Because they never wanted a college degree. They were just like, hey, the society tells me to go to college. I'm going to go to college. That's exactly what it is. And I think there's huge repercussions. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, these are the people who, well, could have been leading the next generation, you know, like... It's just shaping up. So what do you think people can do to kind of start taking a further initiative with their future, like opening opportunities down the road? Well, the first step is understanding yourself, in my opinion. I think a lot of people don't understand that, hey, if I'm going to get an A on this test, I should probably study and know what's on the test. So same philosophy. If I'm going to win in my life, I should probably understand the rules of how life works. So the phrase YOLO, what society tells us, that's why I'm saying we're just devolving um, it's like you only live once, but in my opinion, it is the right phrase, but just not in the sense that we're talking about it. It's actually YOLO in terms of, hey, you only live once. So let me make sure when it's the years of when people will depend on me in the future, that's taken care of now. And then I could do whatever I want versus YOLO. Let me drink, do nothing, hang out, party. Hey, I'll worry about my life in my 30s. And that's why you hear about midlife crises and kids who are doing in fifth grade what like sorority girls are doing at the end of like college because they have exposure to like iPhones. I didn't have an iPhone until like mid high school. I don't know. I had like a blue rumor, like a little, like, I don't know, like, iPhone, like carrier pigeon. Up. Dude, yeah. I didn't have an Dude, iPhone until two months ago. Motorola flip. I had to type, I had to type one, three times to get C, to get the letter C. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, man, that's the biggest thing that I would say is if we understand ourselves, and we understand what we're capable of, we'll stop limiting ourselves. And I think the limiting beliefs that are placed upon us is from generations previous. And again, I don't want to just keep talking. I want to have Sebastian share on some stuff as well. But what I'm realizing, I'm not even going to go into politics or racism or anything like that. But let's just say if I was born in a city that's just predominantly old-fashioned mentality and everybody, it's just normal to think that way. Then I go to like college, that's just normal people. Everyone will start to attack my old fashioned mentality, whatever old fashioned category you guys could put that in. So at the end of the day, what I believe, and I've heard this before, if you're born poor, it's not your fault, but if you die poor, it is your fault. So a lot of people, they're born in a situation where they can't do anything about it, that's just who they are. But if they end their life still with that thought process, when we live in the world of technology, information, stuff like that, it actually is their fault. So that's just kind of my tangent, but. I didn't want to take the thunder from Seabass. I know he's oh, about dude, to. That was great. He's about to drop it like it's hot. 
This podcast is all about tangents. <laughs> what do I say? Uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> home run. If you could, if you had infinite money and infinite time, and you had like you were at some really sketchy underground auction, and there were a bunch of ancient relics for sale that all gave you a different like power or effect, um, what relic would you choose, and for what effect? You you didn't name any relics. I'm not gonna name relics. Use your imagination. I have to come up with a, my own relic. <laughs> yeah, bro, like lightning gloves or something. Uh, who would want lightning gloves? Wait, what How, who wouldn't want lightning gloves? Why would like, we just like get like Zeus? a lightning set of armor? Yeah, or something. like fucking Zeus. Like, like the I'm whole thing. The bringer of storms. Like that's what I would pick. What would you pick? I, I mean, if if we're going that route, I would just get a lightning set of armor. Like resistance. So I have lightning. like gloves, shields, and like foot stuff and. Helmet of some, lightning. Some warrior. All right. Nice. Why are you focus? Why are you both focused only on lightning? Because <laughs> he brought lightning up. There's so many other things. Like you couldn't turn. Like you find a, a flute that when you play it, you can turn every animal around you into an actual Pokemon. Dude, you want to hear a fun fact about Genghis Khan? No, I think I know sure, what you're man. gonna say. The genetics thing. No, nah, no, nah, not the gen- that is a fun. F- <laughs> all, all of us, us. are just <laughs> one yeah, people. Yeah, we're all brethren. Dude, so one time he had, I think I told Sebastian this. He was defending a city with a hundred soldiers against a general with like a hundred fifty thousand soldiers. So what he did was just oh, yeah. open the gate wide open. He sat on top of the gate and just played a loot. And the general came along, thought it was a trap, and just kept marching the other direction. He only had a hundred men. That's crazy. That's actually pretty cool. I don't know. Wild, wild. But yeah, Genghis Khan, we are all related to him. That dude was a player. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear an equally cool story about Christopher Columbus? When he landed at Jamaica, um, like he was, you know, they were with the natives just kind of setting up like, oh, this isn't America or fucking whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. But then, so when, on Jamaica, they were like, all right, you're, you're well, taking no, up th- our land. He thought it was India. Yeah, yeah. That's he was why looking they're... for India and he found Jamaica. And then, um, so the, the oh, yeah, islanders right, were yeah. like, yo, you're taking up our land and our food. And he's like, yeah, like you need to give us more land and more food. And they're like, no, we're not. You need to leave. But then he was talking with his tacticians and they were like, yeah, there's going to be like a solar eclipse like three days from now. Yeah. So I remember the day that, yeah. before Columbus is like, all right, if you don't give us all of our food, like you're going to, you're going to make us angry. Like you're not going to like us when we're angry. The gods are going to be mad at you. And they were like, yeah, okay. And then the next day, there was like this this solar eclipse. He was like, we're going to take the sun away. And then the next day, the sun was blacked out. And it's just cool like that. Well, just goes strategizing. Towards, it's using your mind. Well, it's also like the advancement. Like, because they, they had the solar charts. They could predict what it. What up, team? What up, team? What up, team? That's Alex. Alex has just arrived. But that's what I think is so backwards about... We'll, we'll, we'll give, we'll hold on. That's what I think is backwards about Columbus Day because he didn't even discover America. He discovered the freaking like islands below it, and then he was he. It was genocide, bro. What do you know about Leif Erikson? He was a Viking. That's what I was getting at. The Vikings discovered America through the what Northwest Passage? I don't know. They uh, came northeast. up. They came up in the north. Yeah, Northeast Pat. No, I don't know. I don't know. Have you met Alex yet? No, I haven't met Alex. This is Willie. What's up, Willie? How you doing? What's going man? on, man? I'm doing well. How was your day, Alex? It was good, bro. I uh, let's see, what did I do? I did some homework, finished that shit up, and then I we poured. Um, I helped Rachel's dad uh, pour calcium chloride on the gravel roads. 
because apparently like it like the freezing over yeah, in the summer yeah man well apparently like it gets when you put down new gravel it's oh, like too dust. soft so the dust like collects and then you get those like like skid marks where it's like constant like bumping dude not even that when you're out here coming down after yeah. they if they don't put that down you're mm-hmm. driving through clouds yeah that's what I'm, so like basically we put that down i drove the truck and he was like on the back like twirling. i was like all right never done this shit before but let's go was it fun that sounds kind of fun. it was pretty fun actually yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty sweet so yeah i did that that was something new and then uh and I'm here. Well, hopefully you're here to bring us some direction because we're all over the place. We're just having a good time. I heard time. we were talking about Columbus. We were talking about Columbus. As, yeah. as you could tell, that was not our original topic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, they brought up... We're talking about he, mindset. He, you know, Willie's yeah. talking about <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> I want Willie to... Alex, you missed the first part of his story where he yeah. came over from Sudan and then Greece. His parents won the visa lottery. Um, mm-hmm. Willie, if you'd like to continue just your story, get Alex a little insight on yourself and just how you came to be I the talked to Willie on the are. phone. Sitting, because dude, there's no. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was me. Yeah. That's now I have a picture to look. Yeah, you got the face to yeah, the voice. Man, there we go. Yeah. Doesn't he look like Chester Bennington? <clears throat> I don't know who that is, but I'll agree. Lincoln Lead Park. singer to Lincoln Park. Oh my gosh. If my hair was my hair was like he really just, short. He just loves it when people bring that up. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. I do, man. He does. Who wouldn't want a image? It's a sexy man. I brought it up. Yeah. Um. So let's see. I guess. Um. After. After high school, I went to Old Dominion University. This is actually a funny story. So there's a, there's a show called Zoe 101. I don't know if any of you have heard mm-hmm. of it before. Fucking A, dude. So essentially, um, it's called PCA Campus. It's like basically the greatest campus I've ever seen. Like a human being. It's like the beach and all this different stuff. So for me, I was like, man. Dude, wait. You've never seen it before? No, because I'm 100% certain that. It's like a real campus somewhere. I, pretty, no, I think it's, it's in the West. It's it was filmed. Zoe, Zoe was, was filmed at Pepperdine. Is it California? Pepperdine in California. Yeah. 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 So for me, I was told ODU was equivalent to PCA campus. So I've never visited whatsoever. So I was like, oh okay. And there's a friend that told me that she goes there. She's like, yeah, Virginia Beach is like 20 minutes away. It's like awesome. I said, all right, I'm not even gonna visit. So I applied and I went. I got accepted. Then orientation came. That's when I saw the school for the first time. And man, it was like going from Ashburn to Norfolk, Virginia. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so I got in like, I could talk about like war stories for days. I got in a fight my first night at ODU. I didn't even sleep yet Please on campus. Please go into depth. Yeah. What's, what's, I was hoping to get some war stories out of you. Tell this fight you, story. Yeah. Some mile, like. I just want the rest of this to be your war stories. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready. I got a, got a Venmo for that. Got a, <laughs> but essentially, um, I'll give you my whole things. portfolio right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, I mean, it's nothing, anything crazy. It was just like me thinking, you know, when you're young, you think you're immortal. You're like, yeah, man, I've been, I've never been through anything. I'm definitely you're telling me I'm uh, not immortal. <laughs> I realize now I'm not immortal. Immortal. Yeah. So <laughs> the flu almost killed me twice, and that's when I knew I haven't hey, come to immortal. terms with that yet. <laughs> basically, yep, they, almost. They Sorry. say the people at ODU that aren't students that are like kind of locals there. Townies? They don't, we call them locals, but they have no, I know in like West Virginia, they call them townies and stuff, but. If you go to Harrisonburg, they call them townies. They have nothing to lose. And I've never been warned that before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in Northern Virginia, like you're like, oh yeah, you try to like fight people and stuff. And everyone's like, it's not really a fight. It's like Northern Virginia fight. There they have like weapons and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fuck around. So essentially, um, after the first night, I was just leaving back home. And then like these three guys, just like, I swear it was like Power Rangers Unite. It was one-on-one, me and this one guy. And then out of nowhere, I swear he, like, held a fist in the air, Justice League, something happened. One came out of, like, a tree, one came out of a bush. I don't know where they came from. 
and then it became like three versus one. But obviously, I'm sitting with you guys now with all my limbs, so it didn't get to that level of um, like tussle. But it was just working smarter, not harder. I feel like that's kind of like a quote I live by. So um, they're just like you got to like realize why are they mad, meet them at their common ground, and then you're able to take them to higher ground. Diffuse so, the situation. Yeah. Why were they mad? Essentially. What happened? Yeah, it was just like, they're mad about life. But I guess I was just like, the t- you know, like when someone cuts you off in traffic and they're like yelling at you, but you didn't even do, even do anything. So or it's like, like one of those moments. Yeah. Or it gets to the point where someone actually gets out of their car. Yeah. Like when, you're, a- like when yeah, when like road rage gets so bad, you see that, that, that obvious meathead who's like trying to compensate and gets out of his car. I'm like, I'm not getting out of my car, dude. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the biggest thing I realized is it taught me a lesson. It's like, man, like this isn't Ashburn. So I've had, I could say actual war. I've had my house broken into. They stole my Xbox. Uh, I've had my wallet stolen. I've had literally that day they broke into my house. It was with a sledgehammer. So if any of us were there during winter break, like we probably wouldn't be alive. Oh, this was at school. Yeah. Like your house wasn't broken into in Ashburn. Yeah. Yeah. This is at ODU. Was it the same three guys? No, dude. It's like, it's like a zombie (laughs) apocalypse. Like when you see Norfolk and then there's like, well, I don't even know why they chose ODU in the middle. It's like essentially imagine I am legend. And like one settlement of survivors, then yeah. that is ODU campus. <laughs> yeah, it's like the boonies. Uh, where are you from, by the way? Here. Like originally? I up, uh, well, I was born in Fairfax, and then I spent a little bit of time there. And then probably since five, six, maybe younger, I lived Percival, Lovettsville area. Grew mm-hmm. up in Lovettsville for probably like 12 years, maybe longer. And then from there, I've just been moving from Percival, Leesburg. And now I live here in Percival right now. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I got my um, my car broken into in Richmond one time. Oh really? Yeah, it was. So <clears throat> it was my old car. It's not my this car one, now. right? The green one. The, nah, the, uh, it was a crappy like trap wagon. Um, our good friend Ben used to live down there, but he lived on like the other side of Richmond. Richmond. I don't know which side it was, but it was like the ghetto. Like it was, yeah, like there was dudes running a car wash out of a van on the corner. We we went I'll just give you perspective. We went to get some Jamaican beef patties a block away, and it was still it was a nice day. I was like, "Yo, let's walk." And Ben was like, "Let's no, let's let's not." I'm like, "What do you mean? Is it that bad?" He goes, "Dude, you're white, and you're wearing two gold chains. Just trust me. You're let's drive down there." I was like, "Okay, that's just not smart." Yeah, no. So we we drive down there, get our beef patties and all that, and then we go out and um. So we went down there to record or yeah, record a song with Ben and Sam was with us and I brought my keyboard and a guitar and some other stuff and I pulled it out of my car and this is what I think happened Um, because people saw me pulling all this expensive stuff out of my car. So we went out and then came back and then we went to sleep and we wake up the next morning. We're packing up. I go to my car. I see the door is kind of cracked open. I open it. Papers strewn everywhere. My seats pushed back. Steering wheel up. Open. Everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't even mad because there was nothing in the car to take. And I, I yell in the house. I'm like, Ben, I think I got robbed. <laughs> he goes, what? I'm like, dude. I start laughing. I'm like, dude, someone robbed me. He goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. I start looking through everything. Did they break into your car? Yeah. They like, so it wasn't like unlocked. Like no, it was, it was locked. No, like they just straight up like the old, you pry it open a little yeah. bit. Hanger. It was, uh, it was a 2004. There was no security measures on it, but yeah. they didn't get anything because I took everything out. They did take a couple hats and um, some other things. They took a, um, I had a fake watch. It was called like a, 
pair, pair I forgot what it was called, but it was an expensive watch, but it was a fake one. So, <laughs> um, and it was broken. A fake expensive. Watch? Yeah, they took a couple of those, but I took all the expensive stuff out the night before. Yeah. Thank God, because I had a keyboard. I had my uh, keyboard and guitar or something in there. Mm. And I, I'm, it was just, it was funny because I was like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> I'm here for one night. You burgled. And someone burgled my car. There was a ep- epidemic of that going on in Lovettsville. Do you remember that? I don't know if you lived there yet. Yeah, no, I yeah. Were you there? My my mom's car got hit. So did my mom's. They didn't. They I think they stole her cigarettes. They, there was nothing in it. Yeah, they just stole like a. I think we had like a. My mom had like a jar of change, and they stole yeah. that. No, my car now is like anti. Like when you close it, the windows go up into a lip, so you can't. I accidentally locked myself out and Jake had to come wait with me and the guy because the pl- oh, the window is so thick and it goes up so he w- he put the wedge in there and it was it was just going like this because it won't come out of the lip. He was yeah. afraid he was going to break it. I'm like, "Dude, at this point <clears throat> I don't care." Did you have to call? Yeah, no, I called a dude, a professional like guy who Locksmith. does it. Yeah, and yeah. he put he just jams they jam the bag in there and yeah. then they blow it up, but he was afraid it was gonna, the glass was going to break. I was like, "I don't care." So he just gets it in there and rips it open. Alarm starts going off. Um, I used to have an app which would alert the authorities, but like you're not you're not breaking into my car now because like it's a newer car. All these cars have just advanced theft. But that it was, that car was well, a piece of crap. Yeah, those aren't the cars you go for. Yeah. If you're trying to break into cars, you go for like the 2010 or less. Yeah, and they left their flashlight under the car and everything. It was it was a shoddy job. <laughs> But it was He's criticizing it, your stealing skills. Dude, it was a trip because it was like in one of the ghettos of Richmond and like it was just the dynamic of people is just like I've just never been exposed to it. It was, what, it was the, cr- um, like what do you mean? Like the So like like the all different types of people? It's like everybody's like friends, but everyone's also like very weary of each other. Like everyone's uh-huh. out and about talking to each other, but me being in an environment that I'm not familiar with, like I was being friendly, but it's also like, should I be scared of you? Because oh, that's, I, how, that's how I feel. Ben's like, no, general. we got to drive a block away to go. We can't walk. I'm like, are you serious? Like I'm friendly, but that's kind of my personality everywhere. Just because yeah. of like people I've already met in the past. I'm like, I'm already just like, I mean, this guy, this guy, there's this guy named Pierre and he lived a house down and he's like, he got a cute dog. And we're like, dude. That's a cute dog. How long have you had it? He goes, since this morning. She just walked up on my porch. (laughs) Her name's Daisy now. (laughs) How old was Three hours later, he goes, hey, y'all seen Daisy? (laughs) (laughs) She ran away, man. How old was this guy? I don't know. He, he, he could, like, as in he could have been maybe like 70 like, or 30. I think he was 30, but he looked a lot older a because I, um, I'm not going to lie. He, it, his teeth were gone and rotting. Like he, it, it looked he, like drug abuse. He probably had that dog for years. He just was so high on meth. He forgot. I don't know because he just, he said she just walked up on his porch and sat down. So he put a collar, he put a leash on her <laughs> and just, start, he's like, it's mine now. Ooh, that's, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> It was funny though. It was a cool, it was a cool experience. <laughs> and then Sam's like, "All right, are you ready?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You're driving me back." I'm like, "You never said that." And then you know how Sam is. We got into an argument. It's like a fake argument, but I'm like, "No, you never said this." He's like, "Yeah, I did." And well, it's good Willie, stuff. if you could tame one animal as your pet that walked up to your doorstep, what would it be? Any animal you could possibly think of. Well, as a pet, like my number one pet, as you're saying, or if it just came up to my house? Like if it just came up to your house, but you got the luxury of like, Flying it's automatically squirrel. tamed and just like yours. Any animal in the world. Oh, absolutely. A kangaroo. Kangaroo? Really? 
Have you seen a kangaroo flex before? Dude, I've seen... <laughs> yeah. No, fuck you up. Do you know, like, the biceps it has? I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen one of those. Dude, I've like seen this. kangaroos in, like, real life, like, in the outback. Like, I want, I want kangaroo jack. Uh, Australians have, like, like my number one pet is something called a sugar glider. It's not a dog. It's not a cat. <gasps> That's where I saw that. Yeah. That thing was... was, was yeah, you had the video squirrel. where it just, like, jumped in that person's hand. Yeah, so in Dulles Mall, there's this Australian guy that comes every year. I don't think he does it anymore, but he would come. And have like this huge amount like of like uh, containers, like an army of cages, sugar. yeah, army of sugar gliders. And he would say like, yeah, I'm willing to sell it, but it's weird. It's like banned in Fairfax mm -hmm. County, but it's not banned in Loudoun County. There's like areas you could have it and areas you can't. Yeah, my aunt used to have two of them. She would always have two of them. Like when everyone died, she would get another. They yeah, were cool. sugar gliders. Yeah. They're cute. Yeah, you could like carry it in like a pou pouch with you when you walk outside. And, and they stuff. glide too. Yeah. Like if you throw them, they'll come down like a parachute. Yeah, I wonder absolutely. why they're called sugar gliders. Well, they, they, got, they like, like sugar stuff, I think. Like imagine so. webs. Like, no, I know. They, they got like the... It's, it's like, like a, Batman. It's yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like they have a wingsuit on. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm so going to look up a picture, bro. I think I do a Komodo dragon. What is wrong That's lethal. That's awesome. I saw Dude, a video of one. I saw a video of one climbing a grocery store one time. I don't know if you guys saw it. Where, where was like that? Yeah, Komodo dragon. Someone, you might have mentioned it before. It was climbing like How a, big can they get? It's like They're massive. big. Dude, imagine having They're one of those fast. things on your team. Dude, what's, what's scarier than just like one Komodo dragon? They're they're pack hunters. Yeah. They can reach like, 10 They're like wolves, feet. but yeah, like dude. dragons. They're like, they're like land sharks. They're like really big. They're like really big. They're like dinosaurs. No, they're I like thought small they were dinosaurs. like little the lizards. No, dude. They're, predator. Komodo, they're what? huge. Yeah, 10 feet, I'm looking 10 at it feet. right now. 300 yeah, pounds. They're big. Actually, I thought about it more. Will this pet attack me, or can I tame it? Oh, no, it's yours. Like, like, you tame it. Absolutely, 100% would be a dire wolf, like from like Game yeah, of Thrones. There you go. That would be okay. like, absolutely. Yeah I'd, like, yeah, I'd pick that thing. I really want a tiger. Call me Tiger you, King. You want to be what? Yeah, what's his name? Joe Erotica? Or Joe, Joe Erotica? <laughs> I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Joe I Exotic. I'm like the exotic. I'm like the one. <laughs> I'm the one percent who hasn't seen that show. No, I'm in that one percent as well. It's okay, pretty yeah. good. It's a pretty good show. I heard it was. Yeah, it I heard is, it was crazy. Pretty, You're pretty hooked after the first episode. You're yeah. like, who is this? What man? is that? A documentary? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a series. By the end of it, you're like Someone one of the documentary crew. Like just by the end of it, you really honestly can't tell who was the good and bad guy. Have you seen? That's kind of oh, that's kind of like the documentary uh, "Abducted in Plain Sight." Have you guys heard about that? Never seen that, dude. It watching that pissed me off. Wait, is that the one with the guy that sees the aliens? No, that's the oh, one with mind. the guy who like basically manipulated ma manipulated this whole entire family into like continuously like molesting and his daughter. Oh, okay. And the yeah. parents like like essentially allowed it because they were just so like. It, I guess when this took place, it was Brain just wash. so foreign. Yeah, dude, I love the. <laughs> Just when I hear abduction, I'm like, okay, kids getting kidnapped or like, like serial killers. But Willie just goes alien. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's honestly, no, man, it's, it's absurd. Like there's this one scene where the, the husband is like talk is like being interviewed and he's like, yeah. And he like manipulated me and he convinced me to like, you know, give him a hand job. It, it's so, it's so fucking, it gets so weird. It's, it's not. Aliens. Why would they make there's, a documentary about this? There's to a, alert, uh, obviously. If to you like, see documentaries on Netflix, you would be surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's obviously to I still like tell the, people what happened. Still haven't seen the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. You should fucking either. watch. You them. really should. Hey, I mean, I don't feel like I don't have to because you guys talk about it all the time. Feel like you're you definitely no, have to. That's you need to educate <laughs> yourself right now and be as angry as we are that the world is not talking about this more. I feel. I feel like it's like it's been 
salt like not salt no, but it's over with that's it shouldn't be though like how beginning. why is it why is it totally Hold underground on, like just pulling on the the first thread of just this tapestry of malevolence this dude created a pyramid scheme of pedophilia <laughs> and, S. Epstein? yeah and like it, and like we're not even talking about and his partner in crime like the media isn't even talking about like tracking her down i mean her arrest is like it's She's been arrested. Who, Ghislaine? Yeah, Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell. And but like, shouldn't the world be talking about this? And there's like hundreds of people who went to that island continuously. And then the, the two political parties who ran like four, no, like eight, like yeah, in 2016, both of them went to that island numerous times. No one cares anymore. They're both hanging out. Every time I say Ghislaine, Gillian Maxwell, I think of Killian uh, K- Murphy, whatever his name is. Cillian oh, from Cillian uh, Murphy. Cillian Murphy from, yeah. um, I get confused. Peaky Blinders. And Christopher Nolan movies. You know, he's on that Calm app now. He goes, hello, I'm Killian Murphy. Oh, so is um <laughs> the, the dude from Game of Thrones who plays uh the uh, trial by combat guy. Cat Williams. Uh, I don't even know how to trial respond. Trial by Pedro. combat. Oh, no, he's Pedro, talking about... Um, Pedro. Jerome, Pedro. something Jerome. No, it's not Pedro. It's like it's he's like talking Tyr- about Tyrion's friend. Yeah, he's talking about Tyrion's bodyguard. Oh, Bron. Yeah, Bron. Yeah, Bron. Yeah, yeah Bron. He has one too. I'm rewatching that right now, man. What a show. Bron's a beast. Bron. Bron's a beast. <laughs> what do you think of the ending of Game of Thrones? Oh, I've never seen the last season. Don't. Yeah, don't do it. No, I know. It's not because of Oblivious. It's because there's of, yeah. the yeah. one episode that's good is because well, have you been? Has I, it been I saw. Spoiled? Yeah, I saw I the White Walker died. I saw how no. yeah, Cersei died as well. No, that's the was that was just, one. Of, no, that was the episode where I said I'm confused and mad. The part that made me mad about that episode was after all the killing was done, he was just like, and then they all came back. I'm like, dude, that's just not fair. Well, one. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, after that huge battle that lasted 40 minutes. He's just minutes. like, with yeah. that, oh, that no, cold smile. No, you're, like, no, you're talking about uh, Hard Home. That's season five. Yeah, Battle of Hard Home. No, six, no, I'm talking about the final season, the, the Battle for Winterfell. Well, we know, but that's the... But that's hard the, Home. No, I know. He did that at Harm Home, too. But in the Battle of Winterfell, they fought their lives out. And then remember when Jon Snow... Spoiler yeah. alert. Jon Snow is sitting outside just staring at the White Walk, or yeah. at the Night King, and he's just like... Well, yeah, but that was the point. Like, we know he can do that. So that's... The Dude, the issue I had was that the entire narrative of the White Walkers in Game of Thrones, it, it's... The whole thing is an allegory for, basically... George R. R. Martin said that the entire series is an allegory for how... Oligarchy? The, yeah. For how the, the who sits on the throne isn't supposed to matter. It's how pathetic we are as humans ignoring the real problems in society. It's a whole thing for like global warming and the planet like like killing itself. The reason and we are fighting over who's in charge. The reason people were so mad at the end of Game of Thrones is because of who was sitting on the throne at the end. And well, I it shouldn't say, have mattered. It, they, well, that's the only it's the only rational choice. It is the it is a story of fate and it comes full circle. Every consequence no. is 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 comes from its own action and you, you see it play out. You want to have another Star Wars episode? No, we can't do that. But dude, I was watching. <laughs> I'm rewatching Game of Thrones right now. And like five seconds before you guys walked in, I finished the episode where the dragon's eyes open blue, and you're like, "Oh, where he? Yeah, he turns it. Uh, yeah, shit's crazy. All right, back to the. <laughs> That's fine. Back to the meat. Um. <laughs> you're the one that said back <laughs> to the meat. I, I thought I, I thought you had something a, else. Yeah, I thought you had more. That's funny. Dude. But I thought Podrick should be sitting on the throne at the end. That's Dude, that Podrick was funny. Podrick's the man. Do you know who sits on it? 
Yeah, isn't it a little, little boy, little useless boy? Useless, <laughs> the three-eyed raven. What? Okay, but if he's okay, what are we gonna talk part about? Oh, yeah, that is no. who sits on it. The yeah, part yeah, that yeah. the part that we're gonna talk about the most is the whole is the whole time he's sitting in the chair. <laughs> then the Night King's there. He's just like. Okay, I, I thought it would all be a big cool. loop. What's he gonna do? No, he's okay. he can he can get inside the mind of animals, and all he did was turn into a raven and he just watch everything. He could have warmed into a dragon. Did he do that? No, he sits in a chair and squints and is, oh. is a piece of potato. <laughs> he could have just warmed into a Fion, dragon. That's what he Fion. could know. They say they say in season four. They that he can work into anything. He can work into any creature. Okay, but all Brand does is sit there and squint and 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 fucking be a potato <laughs> with his stupid arrogant fucking face. And Dude, I hate him. Brand I hate him. Literally knows everything. Okay. No, but but he's You're not. Just, but you gave me the same argument about Anakin Skywalker. The part that made me mad the most yeah, was Theon's failed effort to take out the Night King. He's just like, Aah! and the Night King's like. Whoa. Every decision, Swerve. every decision Tyrion made after season six was the worst, and it made me angry. He's supposed to be smart. Tyrion. Yeah. I'm talking about Theon. I'm talking about Tyrion. I'm talking about Can't Take a Joke podcast. Ooh, U turn. <laughs> that was a skirt. Uh, team <laughs> relocate. <laughs> what do you got against? I thought Tyrion's a beast. I love Tyrion's my favorite character. That's why I'm so disappointed in his character's decisions. Would you rather go on a quest to? Slay a dragon or to overthrow like a corrupt government? Uh, so dragons are real in this analogy. Of is, course. Is the dra- what if the dragon is a part of the corrupt government? Two birds. So that one. You gotta Just slay. You have to quest. slay the dragon to take down the corrupt government. Willie, what's your ideal quest? Like hero's tale. Do you know like the hero's journey? Like that kind of archetype for writing a story. Yeah. Like what would you? Like what's your what's your main quest? Like if you could have the elite adventure of your life, where would that take you? Not in like a even a fantasy context. There's an anime called Gurren Lagann. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, but I it starts yeah. So he starts underground in this like as like mole people. They're human beings, but they're forced to live underground because above the surface they kill everybody. And it mm-hmm. led to him not only being able to go on the surface, but then him creating his own town and his own civilization. And then creating like his own galaxy, like Armada. So I feel like the best way in terms of a heroic arc is to always take it to one higher of like a caliber, like a higher dimension. So the fact that it started underground and then it's like that ends. But then the last boss of whatever underground mission it is, it converts it to the beginning of like the surface world. And then you do all these different missions in the surface world and then you fight the surface world boss. And the next mission is internally, which is creating your own civilization. Hmm. And then, then after that's done, then it's conquering other civilizations. And then after those is done, it's conquering other worlds. So I feel like the best heroic tale would probably be something that transitions into like a bigger scale type of thing. Just constant growth. Yeah. Until you conquer the world. Yeah, essentially. Brilliant. Um, what about you, man? You're asking all the questions. Dude. Definitely world conquering. I mean, I'd love to slay a dragon. You know, that's been a lifelong dream of mine. He wants uh, to be president of the world. <laughs> I believe it. Well, I think like I don't want to be president of the world. Sometimes I feel like I have to be president of the world. You that, know what I'm saying? N- no. <laughs> like I just feel like there's just too much. You know, Alexander the Great was considered the last great leader because he was a philosopher king. And that means that not only was he a strong warrior, but he was also the most intelligent of his warriors. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what made him such a good leader. That's why he was able to conquer so much because he wasn't focused on anything aside from conquering and direction and, you know, building up his army and his empire. And that's, I think, what it needs to take instead of just like, you see all these world leaders, you know, taking their cruise ships to Epstein's Island. Like, all right, dude, it's cool. Like, you like fucking little kids. That's cool. I want to like make money and not have to worry about you doing that. You can stay on that island. Like, I don't support that. I'm, I'm losing my argument here. But you get what I'm saying is there just needs to be direction and leadership to push us further as a human race. I mean, we well, have that. It's just, unfortunately, the system is so corrupt. And the only part... Oh, exactly. The, yeah. So and the only way you can, like, get ahead is to either, like, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, exactly. I don't necessarily Unfortunately. Agree. I don't agree with that. I think um, that's a victim mentality state, that if you're a victim... You're going to wait till the, sol- the world solves your problems. Even if it's not yeah. your fault and you blame others, you'll never do anything about it. But even if it's not your fault and you blame yourself, even if it is your fault, you blame yourself, then you'll do something about it. Yeah. So we're going to now transition to like life talk. Let's do it. Um, I believe the greatest charity in the world is to eliminate the need for charity by exemplifying self-sufficiency. If I... Hmm become a leader and I just teach everyone how to fish. That's awesome. When I die, everyone will starve because no one was taught how to fish for themselves. And I think you start not by helping the world. And this is the part that's the issue with our generation. I'm 26. So we're all kind of the same generation right now. Mm -hmm. So the issue really is we're trying to talk about stuff we have no idea about. I would see like some sort of like guy on YouTube talk something about stocks and I go all up to my friends. I'm like, yo bro, I'm like a stock guru. Or like if I would see someone talk about fitness (laughs) stuff, I'd be like, Hey man, I'm like this fitness guy versus hey is the person who's giving me this information have a life that i want because at the end of the day you get what they say you don't get what they say or talk about you get the life of the person who's talking about so if i'm trying to get marriage advice and that person's divorced and he's giving me great marriage advice i don't get marriage advice i get like the it's like the same thing as so i graduated college i studied engineering at the end of the day my professors weren't engineers i always say this all the time they were people who studied engineering who's an employee to the university so what are they actually teaching me how to be an employee to someone else. Hmm. So for us as a millennial generation, we essentially just have to figure out who are we listening to and do they have the life we want? And if we really break it down like that, we'll actually never listen to idiots ever again. Now, when I say idiots, here's the part where it gets like a little bit like, like crossing the line, but our family is kind of in those categories. I'm not coming after my dad, but if I went up to my my dad right now, if I, if I went up to my dad and I said, hey, Mama, I, I want to live the life you live exactly. I want to do exactly what you do right now the rest of my life. He'll be like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? And so if he's saying an answer like that, why are they giving me life advice? Well, so does that kind of make sense? No, that does make sense. But like they could be giving you that advice that they're giving you could be coming from like, do it. Di- don't do what I did. No, like, no, absolutely. Perspective I mean? is different. Yeah. Because it's like that advice, it's like, uh, obviously, when my parents give me advice, I believe that advice isn't coming from like, do you know, you said, do what I did. It's like, do things that I didn't. So I don't have like, you don't have to struggle the way I struggled as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I completely agree. So the biggest thing is like, how do we last generation snowballed like all these like issues through complacency? Mm-hmm. Our generation has to not only fix that, we have to figure out how to transition in this technological world where imagine if ancient Egypt had like like smartphone devices. We right now would have the Instagram of some ancient Egyptian that we'd still be able to re- basically have today. So what I'm saying, we're gonna we're literally the first generation where everything is documented. Essentially, by the year 5,000, everyone will have all of you guys' Twitter and whatever because there's a way that it's now documented forever. So imagine us 
having all of this transition, this big world change. And we're out here just playing PlayStation 5. We're chilling. We're going out all the time. On top of the meteor of elves that the last generation is like passing on to us. And the evil side of things. I'm not going to begin to talk about that. Evil is figuring out how to use technology for more evil. The good guys, the people that are supposed to be good, are using technology to like, hey, how can I have fun for myself? Dude, it's like we have this yeah. giant ocean of like technology, the internet, all of this. And people are just, they're putting their hands in trying to catch fish. And the water's just flowing through their hands and they're not catching fish because they just don't know where to fish, don't know how to do it. It's where like understanding where, what it was is the last generation with this rise of technology got so comfortable with everything, with the ease of access, with having things shipped directly to your house, that it's, that's all well and good. That's stuff that like, okay, the last generation worked so that we as a generation can have those as comforts. But now there's all these other like extraneous comforts that are just like inconsequential to growth. Like it's just filler stuff. And again, that's where you're reaching into the ocean and just the water's flowing through your hands. You need to know what you're looking for on the internet. Just reeling, reeling the big catch. No, yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I got no. I, I really. I wish. I wish we had like. Films we don't have a camera right now, but he did a he did a fishing, fishing pole gesture, and it made me giggle. <laughs> but um, yeah. At the end of the day, I think a lot of people could actually fix what's going on in the world if they fix what's going on in themselves. You gotta of, do that first. Yeah. So the first now the other do. side of the coin is we don't know what to fix with ourselves because we've never been taught how to think for ourselves. We've always had a parent. We've always been a student to a teacher, a student to a professor. We've been a, a employee to a boss. So we've always had this like mentality of I'm gonna have someone else critically think for me, and I'll just as long as I could go through the motions, I'm good. So the issue that's yeah. actually going on is we need to learn how to think for ourselves so we can make decisions for ourselves, or else we're just gonna continue repeating the same mistakes. But if you keep sweeping the same like dirt under the rug, you keep pushing off to later. That's how mold starts to create. That's how like diseases could happen so at the end of the day we have to like actually fix everything but we can't fix everything with the amount of distractions we literally have all these distractions i think back in the day if i wanted to have fun i'd go churn butter like during the renaissance days mm -hmm. now i could do like infinite amount of things for distractions but it's i believe that's just my like personal belief but Dude, you the reason crazy what is what is the root word of the word distraction this this traction traction when you get that momentum <laughs> and distractions are stopping you from like moving from forward, traction from actual traction. that was a crazy breakdown for me i was just like no that's wow. real that's very different but yeah no he's right though when you when you talk about it's like there's so many things there's like infinite amount of things to do it's almost like you get like sensory overload mm -hmm. it's too much like there's no especially now like nowadays there's no time to just walk out and do nothing like to just sit with just your thoughts and kind of just zone out and, and kind of like disassociate from reality to like f sought out like your own individual like thoughts and feelings. Like what you were saying, like thinking for yourself. You just constantly have things like moving and lighting up your brain as a distraction. And now the issue is our ceiling is always the floor for not just the next generation, but also like our kids, lineage, whatever. So imagine people who don't know how to think for themselves. Don't know any, like, when it comes to morals, integrity, character, all the stuff that we need to know as a human being. And then we start having kids just because we feel like we deserve it. So it's like all everybody is trying to change the, like, flavor and color of the apple. But it's They're trying to change apple. the color of the leaves. But to change any of that is you just change the root of the tree. And I think that's the mindset. I think a lot of people stop chasing these squirrels. 
figure out how to like have stuff to bring the squirrels to you instead. We live in a world where you don't just have money. You have the option to have time. And that's what it takes to change the world. It's not about, hey, daughter, I'm going to pay for your piano recital. And she's like, awesome. Oh, wait, where's dad? Why isn't he here? Oh, he's at work. Yeah. It's about being able to play for it and also be there for them as well. They shouldn't be looking towards like LeBron James as their role models instead of their parents. So all of that changes through changing ourselves. We got to figure out. And a lot of people have excuses. They say, hey, man, like I want to like be there for my kids, but I work so much. Well, in your 20s, this is like for the message for the people in their 20s. Yeah. Figure it out now so you don't dig yourself in a hole during that time where you can't do anything about it. And I think with technology, you can do anything. I play ukulele. I can literally record a YouTube channel, figure out how to record it. I guarantee you, give me two years, I'll have enough subscribers, viewers, showing tutorials. I'll be able to make another income stream. I could sit here and play Xbox. If I'm good enough at whatever game, stream it, I could make another income stream. There's anything you could do. So having that initiative, having that... You can't have initiative if you don't know how to think for yourself. Do you think the process or the aspect of not necessarily knowing how to think for yourself might have anything to do with the high school or like the school system that brings people up? And like what I mean by that specifically is every day for 14, 15 years, whenever you start school, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years, whatever. From first to 12th grade, you're in a systematic way of living where you wake up at 730 every day, go to school for three hours, and then you do whatever, three hours, six, seven hours, and then after that, you go and do whatever you do, repeat it the next day, every day. It mentally prepares you for the work environment. That is actually how work does today. Because after school, after high school, I had no idea what to do because I was just so used to, like, knowing what I was going to do the next day. That once you actually get that freedom, you're just, like, a fish out of water. You're like, what what do I do? I I didn't do anything because I was just so hyped that I didn't get to have to go to school. So it's like, I'm like, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Granted, they were bad decisions. But well, yeah. I was just so excited not to have to sit at a desk for eight hours. Well, no, yeah, but what I mean is like everything is it's just like it's systematic. Like you, yeah. you go to school for four blocks, an hour and a half, or at least where we are, it's an hour and a half in each class. You learn, quote unquote, learn whatever is in that class for just that amount of time. And then you're out to the next class. None of them actually prepare you for the world such as how to deal with taxes or how to what what credit is or like how to take out a loan but like or like all this but yeah. they focus on like um i mean granted like history is a good subject but what's a useless subject like oh how to sew okay oh, like like that. that like freaking oh, home ec home ec that's important though you can no, if, you, if you want to not again. if i don't want to learn it home if ec a also, button well, falls uh, off of this shirt i know how to sew yeah well also here like i've actually made that argument before why didn't we learn that in high school or middle school like what how to write a check or how to do taxes or how to budget your account like i've made that argument before but think about it if you were like 12 through 16 would you really have listened if there was a class about that it's called personal finance and it, you were required to take it for half a semester but it was a bs semester what, oh see i didn't that or was, half a half a year they offer that actually two years after i graduated so i remember when that happened but like would like put yourself in the shoes of a te- of a dumb teenager would do you think you would have just boycotted taking that class as well because you were like fuck this this is dumb because you still don't have like a realization of the world yeah, it's a fair argument. To me, like I'm I'm all for learning and I love learning. I just don't like yeah. the systematic you have to learn this. No, trust me, like I, I'm right there with you. Like if if I actually tried to get into film classes at Monroe when I was in high school, I didn't have enough credits to be able to enter. Like it was too late. When I first heard that Monroe had like a film program, I think I was in eleventh grade. And they're like, Oh, you need like 
two psych classes and like four art classes under your belt before you do this. And I was like, oh, well, that's impossible now. So I couldn't do it. Like that was something I truly kind of cared about. But like I'm right there with you where I think, especially with art and music and like theater, like I feel like a lot more budget should go to those kind of classes in high schools because like think about it, especially... there's a STEM now. Yeah, well, like in Loudoun County, the only after school, the only extracurricular activities we have are sports related. So it's like sports. Think, so like think about those pe- those kids. I'm speaking for myself who don't give a shit about sports, who aren't into them. Like they they don't really like have any interest. It's like you're kind of shit out of luck, kid. You know, here take this one theater class that we offer. It's like I did that. I thought it was cool, but there's no room to grow, and you're not really given any. You're not really given the attention or like reward for doing any of those kind of classes. As opposed to just being on the football team, and then you just get to be the face of the school. And here's all this shit, and here's a, like, you know, here, this will get you into college. Like, here's all these other things, just because you did that. Like, what if, like, they offered art and music, and you could get a scot like, after-school activities, and you got a scholarship to be able to get into, like, an art or music college? Well, they do. They have like theaters and stuff, theater plays that they do. I mean, they activity. need a class on pain, so it's, the world yeah, can know pain, yeah. and these kids can see kind of a perspective that isn't just the same routine every single day. Yeah. Well, well, what I was saying was like they deserve the same amount of attention because they're really not in comparison. Well, well that's not even decided after the school. Put the put the mic Wait, up. Wait, here, here, No, no, I'm not saying it's the school's fault. Here. What? I just said every time. They didn't hear you. Yeah, the mic didn't pick you up. Repeat everything? Yeah, (laughs) I do. Sebastian's funny, but what I'm going... Basically, what I'm... To answer the perspective you shared earlier, school isn't made for the people who want to make money. School is made for the people who want to do something with their skills, talents, and abilities to help other people. If I had a doctor, don't watch YouTube videos before you perform surgery on me. You'd actually go through, like, whatever to learn how to do what it is. But most people care more about living a life than living to work so the difference is but again if your passion is helping people you're willing to live to work because you know your work is helping people but someone like myself i didn't do engineering because i'm here to help the world with engineering it's because my parents were engineers and they told me a stem major is how you succeed which is outdated information but depending on what your definition of success if i'm able to share any sort of perspective on this entire podcast for anyone listening to kind of leave with what changed my life was i stopped looking at my life forward and I looked at my life backwards. A lot of people do what they do because they're like, man, all right, well, I like this. Well, I like that. Doesn't I'll shovel horse manure if it means it'll give me the life that I want. You need to figure out, will this give me what I want? I didn't go to college because I loved it. My senior project was 195 pages. No one even could fathom what I went through to create that project. But at the end of the day, I did it to get my college degree. I don't work out because I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I love working out. I'm about to go to the gym after this. Not because I love it. It's because I want to hold my grandchild in my arms versus in a wheelchair. I eat right because of the same thing. It has nothing to do with man. I like desserts today. It's what will it give me at the end? So if you're able to go backwards instead of forward, you're able to go like, all right, what's the end for all of us? doesn't matter how much money you have, whatever you got, you're going to die. That's the end for all of us. Mm-hmm. So going backwards from there, what are your final thoughts in your deathbed? Deathbed mentality would be like, at least for me, I could only speak on myself. It's not going to be what cars did I drive? How much money did I make? None of that matters. What matters is the impact of friends, the memories, the influence, whatever. How many people have I helped? Stuff I've left for my family. Before that step would probably be, what's the family life I want? Do I want kids? For me, yes, that's the case. Now, do I want kids to be able to just support or kids to be able to raise, support, be friends, be best friends, travel with? So if I'm able to go, if I just keep going down the line backwards, 
now build the time machine. Let me go back to the age that I'm at today. That eliminates anything the systematic way of education teaches me. No job allows me to control my time and money. No schooling teaches you how to live a life like that, of being able to be there with your family and help your family. So at the end of the day, people just, that's why it all goes back to who are we listening to and really being able to critically think, what do we actually want? If we have a target, we could hit the target. If we're freestyling life, there's no target to hit. So, and it's, sometimes it's difficult. Some people try to be a lone wolf. And at the end of the day, a lone wolf doesn't make it. It is like you need a squad, you need a pack of people. So just like how Corona shut down the world through association in a negative way, the positive way is the same way. How unfortunately, people think people who are successful don't want to help other people. They just don't want to help people who aren't willing to be investments. I know you said you're investing in cryptocurrencies and stuff. Imagine if you know there's a cryptocurrency where you will lose all your money in. You wouldn't invest anything in it and you know that it wouldn't go up. So essentially, that's what people do that are successful. If they see someone that's young, they want to help them. But if it's young, who's like ignorant, not coachable, drinking, partying all the time, they're not going to help you. It's like literally like mm -hmm. might as well throw your money out the window, which is throw your time out the window, which is more important. So at the end of the day, us as 20 year olds, here's what we need to do. We, it's called the law of attraction. You attract what you are, not what you want. We need to live a life that allows us to have an, an empty enough cup that's ready to be filled by someone who already has the life that we want. At the end of the day, for as you can just speak on my behalf, after doing engineering, I met a guy very successful and he was able to pour into me. But why was he able to pour into me? Because I stopped doing all the stupid stuff I was doing, which allowed me to have more time to actually apply what it is that he was sharing with me. If I was still partying and stuff, he would just be like, oh, this, is just, another, this guy would just waste my time and keep going. Yeah. So the biggest thing, it isn't about us figuring it out. That's imagine Einstein, who created all this quantum physics stuff after he died. We're like, no, we don't want to continue on his research. We're just going to recreate everything he did. So the whole goal of humanity is to pass the baton. <laughs> you pass the baton generation to generation. So that's just my two cents. Is like if people actually went from the end game backwards of the life they want, then they could figure out what doesn't give me the life like that and what does give me the life like that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my two cents. And I think that's the biggest like foundation instead of, man, I want to do this because I like it. It doesn't matter what you like. Like you can make easy choices today and you're going to have a hard life tomorrow. You could either make hard choices today and you're going to have a good life tomorrow. There's like no in between. There's no other Mario lives. So I'm only saying this with like this conviction because a lot of people that grow up, they blame the government for their problems. It's actually not. It's literally yourself. It's a lack of. So I studied engineering this is a very good math equation. If you get a coin and you flip it heads or tails, it's a 50 percent chance. The way probability works is you multiply the denominator together. I was telling this to some people yesterday. So, for example, if I flipped it and I'm like heads or tails, that's a 50%. Mm -hmm. If I flip it again, heads or tails, then that's a one over four. That's a 25% of choosing it right twice. Yeah. Same thing if I flip it again, that's three times. So our life works the exact same way. I could just share my perspective. When I wake up, it's like, all right, do I sleep past my alarm or do I wake up and do what I need to? That's one coin flipped. Mm -hmm. Next coin flip. Do I listen to something successful in the shower or do I play music? These are very small decisions. Every avalanche starts as a snowflake. Flip it again. Essentially, if you keep multiplying these decisions and you choose the decisions of the like the positive decisions, what's going to end up happening, if you multiply all the denominators, you're going to see if you divide it, multiply it by 100, you get the percentage. You're going to see that percentage will be basically like 0.1 percent. What that actually means is if you want a life that 0.1% people live, you have to make 0.1% decisions. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So at the end of the day, everyone's like, I want to live like, I don't want to be the 98% that stop making 98%, like 98% decisions. A lot of people will just be like, wake up. Yeah, I'll sleep past my alarm. Oh, am I going to the gym today? Nah, I'm not going to go to the gym. Oh man, am I going to like do the stuff I need to? Nah, I'm going to just call like my girlfriend to come over and watch Netflix the entire time. So it's like no surprise. Like it's actually, I believe selfish. If someone's here being like, man, I want to have fun today, but I also want a good life tomorrow. That's like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, being like, I'm keeping my caterpillar feet, but I want the wings. So that's just my two cents I wanted to share. It just frustrates that's brilliant. me. That's, I want him and who should no, need to have crazy. a conversation. Honestly. I want to see what kind of just, just beautiful baby comes out of it. <laughs> the million Because they're the two podcast. most motivating men I've ever met. Seriously, that, that makes me want to go to the gym right now. Uh, that's fun. I've been to the gym a little bit. People just have to look backwards, man. That's all it is. Yeah, constant growth. Momentum is key, I think, too. Like, once you start, my issue is, like, I'll get into a really good rhythm and do it for, like, a week or two, and then just that one day. Plateau. Like, I just sleep straight through the alarm. I don't even hear it, and Mm -hmm. then I'm like, ah. That's where the squad comes in. If you look at I'm going to use a Navy SEAL as an example. A Navy SEAL has to do things that probably (coughs) no one else has to do, like Marines, whatever the highest level is. I know one of the things they do, they throw them in an ocean. I actually met a Navy SEAL that told me this. They throw them in the ocean and they have to be like tied with like their wrists and their feet in the ocean, deep ocean. They have to figure out how to swim back on shore. Yeah. I think I've heard about if that. If they had to do it alone, they drown. But because they have that camaraderie, they have the, hey, like we're in this together. We're going to keep going. So essentially, that's why I say the lone wolf doesn't make it. The lone wolf makes it to a certain point. But if, imagine if Steve Jobs was a lone wolf, he wouldn't have new iPhones still coming out every year and he passed away already. We want to have new cars coming out and like the person who originally made the first car already passed away. It's being able to duplicate that mindset. So that's that next phase. Phase one is figuring it out yourself. Phase two is figuring it out the association. And phase three is fighting to win the Super Bowl. Now with the Super Bowl, again, I'm not here to lecture anything. This is just perspective that I could share. With the Super Bowl, not everyone needs to be the quarterback to win a Super Bowl. There's one quarterback. There's a lineman, linebacker, whatever, wide receivers. But here's the craziest part. Even though the water boy doesn't get a ring, if the water boy doesn't do his job right, no one wins the Super Bowl. Okay. So everybody doesn't understand. You don't have to be the impact player. Everybody in any civilization, any community has a role to play. And as together, it becomes like a well-oiled machine. But everyone's like, man, I want to be the MVP. I want to be the quarterback. Well, you're going to lose the game then. So that's just the whole like mindset is like now it's, it goes from I to we. There's three phases. Yeah. I heard in an audio, it talks about um, phase one is you're dependent. You're a child. like your mom dad gives you food whatever you're a baby transition you're independent you move out you have your own life and whatever and that's where most people die that's like they're like hey i'm independent i'm good to go phase three is interdependence that's how we have significant stuff that's how we're able to move on Mm. from generation to generation that's when we work together as a unit as a community but essentially we're so connected billions of people have iphones but we're the least communicative we've ever been in our lives as a society oh absolutely i totally agree with that Prime example. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on his yeah, iPhone yeah. hasn't said a word. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, po- that Pokemon Go dog. Yeah, dude. That's, no, that's definitely true. It also just comes down to like, I think a lot of it just comes down to narcissism and selfishness and just bragging rights. On, like on top of the, like us not communicating as a society and with technology. Yeah. It's just another thing. People are using it for the wrong reasons. You're just vanity. Yeah, ex- That's absolutely. All you see when you get on Instagram, it's not really what about. It's not about what you did. You're just trying to like show off that you're doing great. It's like those like random beach trips pictures that people post. It's like, 
Like Andrew? Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even post one. I just took a picture of the because I was, was unexpected. Bro. How was that, by the way? That was Potomac River, or was it? Uh, so it was great up until the end, wow. and I got a lot of cuts. Yeah, I saw that. What was that? A dog or something? No, Jellyfish. that's the beach. <laughs> was that a dog? What do you mean the beach? <laughs> it's 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 a lot of shells and stuff. What beach is this? It's Colonial In Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. No, it's Colonial. It? It's like it's Maryland. east of Fredericksburg. It's on the Potomac, right before it uh, opens into the Chesapeake. I've actually never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's honest. Like the strip we were on is like a mini ocean city. It was it was pretty cool. Oh, no just, the beach is pretty rough. Um, and yeah, so is it like smaller? It's like a smaller beach. Yeah, it's a smaller beach, but there's just a lot of like seashells and stuff on mm-hmm. the actual beach until you get into the water. Um, but it was fun. We had a, we had a fun time. And then I had to I had to hit some people with some mindset, and um, they didn't like it. Turned into a whole argument, and then we left. <laughs> and then we left. But yeah, it was a good time. Nice, Schwab. You know Schwab. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing happened. So we're out in the water, right? Oh, he went with you guys. Yeah. Um, so we're out in the water, and there's like pillars marking the shallow area. Mm-hmm. And once you go past that, like it's in the deep area, we're past the pillars. I see Schwab over in the water, just like bombing up and down, just like, just like I don't know what he was doing. I'm like Schwab, you good? Schwab, 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 Schwab. He didn't answer, so I walked over there, picked him up like a baby under his arms, and walked him back to the shallow end. He goes, dude. Thank you. Wait, <laughs> he was he I guess he was drowning. He's like, I thought I was good, but I was not. <laughs> That's funny. I like Shrave. He's a good guy. He's funny. It's funny. But it was just, it was, it was so funny because I, like, I can't express enough. Like, like a baby. Like I grabbed him under his arms by his back and just went like this. So he was above the water, and I just walked back He's just over. Just sitting there going, oh, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> What made you choose that beach versus like somewhere? Is it because it was close or something? No, it was a surprise party for one of our friends, mm. and then um, they didn't want to go to any of the really highly populated beaches because of COVID, and they're all mm. like four hours away. This one's nice. It was two hours away, and it was quiet. Like mm. there wasn't that many people. That's cool. Just tossed the football, you know, ate a bunch of food, all the good stuff. Got in the Potomac River where our, where all our poopies go. So. Got to, got to do that. Yeah. What's that fish that's in the Potomac River that they say like is like eating a lot of other? It's not a barracuda. It's some sort of like eel barracuda. looking. You know what I'm talking about? It was like um, it's overpopulating. I don't know. It's like carnivorous. American eels. It's some sort of thing they say the Potomac oh, yeah. River is Wait, like along every from about? Iceland and can swim up the Potomac. Great. Are you talking about lampreys? God, it's uh, American eels. It, there's what do they look some, like? There's something that's infecting the infesting the Potomac River. Lampreys. Is it that? It might be that. They're they're what? like literally eels mixed with fish. Yeah. So they okay, have yeah. like have you ever seen a cookie oh, cutter shark? Yeah, like, with the, the teeth. cookie cutter shark has like a circular <laughs> mouth with just a bunch of like hundreds of teeth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lampreys are the same way, and so they're like imagine a squid without the tentacles. Oh, I know, so, what I know what you're talking about. Actually, yeah, I yes, yeah. I, I saw them like. So a they'll video latch. Game. What they're the reason they're like becoming an issue is they'll latch onto fish, and again, they they can't eat a fish whole. They latch onto it and literally like suction out a circle of its flesh, so it'll just open a fish like a cork. Aren't they from like Scotland or something? Uh, no, I, I idea. thought he said Iceland. Iceland, depends. I think that's what he. Well, was he was reading. looking up electric eels. Oh, he looked up the okay. I don't know then. Make sure that you throw your used car batteries in the ocean so you can recharge the eels. Uh, anyone who's dumb enough, don't do that. 
I don't know why. He, he has there's a meteorologist one, voice. Anything he says, yeah, I just believe. There's one guy out there who's going to go, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's legal and it's free. He literally said on, on this podcast that goes out to the world, he goes, let's, let's become eco-terrorists and go bomb some dams. He did say that. <laughs> I need to start switching up my voice when I'm joking. It's very monotone. He was like a... British accent or something. I think a lot of people are aware. No, and then I, I also said we do not condone this. It yeah. is a joke. He goes, I'm not joking. <laughs> he did he did a Batman voice. Where is she? I'm not joking. Um Yeah, what brought on the topic of lampreys? I was I talking was, about how was trip to the talking beach. about the beach and mm-hmm. then he asked um yeah. They don't uh, what would you do if you could just had one on your back, pulled it off like the thing's the size of it's probably a good foot long. A foot long leech. How long do you think you would last if that Dude, latched foot on? Foot long you, leech. I'm used to six foot long leeches. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying people like that yeah. just use it. <laughs> oh, oh that looks gross. <laughs> that's for <Dude>. true. <laughs> Is yeah. that what they are? Yeah, that's yeah. They have like the mouth of like like a kraken. It's just like a bunch of teeth that like do go around things. a hole. Yeah, that's gross. Lamprey. I didn't know that. No, I didn't see no fishy boys. Yeah. They don't come near the shore. I did scare Lena though. I was like, watch out for bears in the ocean. Water bears? Water bears. There's a bear in the ocean. <laughs> it's a funny video. Nobody gets it. Basically, yeah, I'm not even going to explain it. No, but we, yeah. got, we got you. I did scare her with sharks. I was like, there might be a shark in here. She goes, Andrew, stop. There, are, there were. Dude, I remember I was like probably fourth grade. One of the first books I ever read was a like, true story like witness collection of when there were bull sharks in the Potomac River and it was just about like all the shark attacks like little kids who were just like not expecting a bull shark to just come and grab them I was like I'm never going in the Potomac again so I'm gonna remix this on all of you since I have all three of you here remix why are you guys doing this podcast what is the objective what is the vision and where do you see it going I wanted to start. A podcast. I remember he uh, told me a little bit, but now yeah. that I've never had all three of, we'll let him go first because originally, before Jake hit me up, it was his idea. I wanted to have basically. I wanted to start a podcast because I like having interesting, unexpected conversations with new people. Like my favorite, like just some moment that I fell in love with that I realized since high school was when you know even at parties or whatever, and you're like you're all just drinking, having a good time, and you go outside and you sit down and have a cigarette. And there's that one dude who just sits next to you. Or like you bum a cigarette from somebody and you two just sit down and you start talking. And like next thing you know, you're talking about like you're exchanging life stories. And then you start talking about like religion or politics or something. But it's not in an argumentative way the way it happens normally. Because like now, like when you do it now, even full on 40 year olds can't even have a civilized debate about these certain topics and you're just having this calm conversation with this random person you never met and then you both like part ways Dude, and then alex and calm conversations are an oxymoron <laughs> yeah i know it really well i mean like i'm usually hyped but like i like having those yeah don't shush me right there that's sign. we'll talk about that but then you never There's see that person again that. you know that person walks away and you never talk to him again but you had that like special moment kind of in a capsule right and you like no one really ever talks about it. But when I kept having those conversations with people, I was like, "Bless you." I was like, "I wish this was recorded," you know, because this is such like a really cool moment right now happening between two people, and I really want this to be recorded and shared. So that's why I wanted to start a podcast. A solid reason, Andrew. After you, uh, I mean, so I, I always listen to podcasts. 
Like I'm a big fan. Everyone listens to Joe Rogan, but I'm yeah. a big fan of Joe Rogan just because of how real he is, and he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't censor anything from to what I know, but like he just he just brings on all these guests, these new people. Um, some of them are his friends. Some of them are people he's never met before. Some of them are interesting characters, like Neil deGrasse Tyson or various doctors or MMA fighters. Or like he had a girl on there that climbed some peak. It recently she climbed like she i forgot her name but she hit a record and she climbed this mountain peak under 24 hours without stopping so he had her on interviewed her um so i always thought that was really cool and i was like oh i could do that that's why but i never even thought of it and then one day he was like you want to be on my podcast when i started i'm like yeah <laughs> he showed me all his equipment i was like bet and then like two weeks later he calls me he goes because he always has these spontaneous ideas but unfortunately he never acts on them <laughs> <laughs> so one day he's like Andrew let's start a podcast I'm like hold up let me hit up Alex let me yeah. talk about it and then we're just like yeah let's do it um so started it and then to me to me I like like I could just kind of like it was one of those things we're in the process you kind of realize what you like and I really like because we've had people on here through so like Ushindi referred us to a guy named Tyrell he's a really cool guy Tyrell referred us to a guy named Brian who's a local DMV artist um and it's like things like that, like you just meet new people you never would have met and you create connections and then you also just have a great conversation. So I like meeting new people and talking about it. Um, plus, most of the time, I feel like we have interesting conversations. I think it's cool. And I like putting it out there. We have something that's our own, um, something I can brag about like every now and then. Like at, at field day, someone came up to me. He's like, yo, you're the podcaster, right? I'm like, yes, sir. Like. Because, you know, not very many people can say they do that. And um, right off the bat, actually, we had more support than I even mm -hmm. anticipated. Yeah. Because, like, random people were hitting me up like, yo, you're starting a podcast? Do you need help? But, of course, it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm getting off topic. But for me, it's all about, like, meeting new people and also recording those, those standalone conversations like he had. And, mm -hmm. like, it's something of our own. As far as to where I want to take it, honestly, I just want to be able to, like, get paid from it. Um, you know, not have to worry about, um, like, I, I, hate, I hate working for people. I like working for myself. So even though right now this is just a hobby, to me it's something I really enjoy doing. And I don't care that I'm not making any money off it. Um, We're going to sell out as fast as we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. Like just some, you get those, those taboo conversations. We get explicit, but it's all good because, you know, we're all friends at the table. Yeah. And don't, we do, don't get me wrong. A lot of people just hear like what we record. We have plenty of creative differences. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard having three people with completely different backgrounds and mind states to try to come together on one project. But we do a good job with hearing each other out and like trying to, dictate a path ahead that we all agree much on. better job <laughs> yeah my, yeah first yeah, at in, first in the there was a lot of creative differences in the beginning it was tough but yeah yeah man i mean on my end really um so like probably a year ago two years ago like i started listening have you ever heard of the misfits podcast like swagger souls yeah. fits zuckles like they're they're goofy guys they're big youtubers but they have a podcast called the misfits podcast and I, I would listen to it in like a time where I was like, oh, the world is evil. Like I'm the <laughs> only person who understands my situation because uh, that's, that's another reason to start the podcast. But um, 
I was just listening over time. I would zone out. Like when I was in Montana, like I was just listening to the podcast the whole time. And I was just like, you know what? It feels like I'm just here with some boys right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not by myself in my own head. Like I'm actually engaging in a conversation, like engaging in a conversation. Felt like you were there, like you weren't completely alone. And that was a huge thing. After I got out of that place, I was like, you know what? There's ever anybody like at all who's just down. Like they feel alone in the world. I'm going to be that person for them. So even if it's somebody I can't reach, like we have a listener in Taiwan. We have a listener in South Korea. Like, what if my man in South Korea, shout out my man in South Korea, he's like just on the edge of a bridge or something, like ready to just leap. And then he's just listening to like, you know, Alex's beautiful laugh on Can't Take a Joke podcast. And he's like, you know what? Thank you. Maybe I'm not as alone in the world as I thought. You know, it comes back around. So little things like that just being there. And there's also just so much to talk about. And there's so much bullshit. You, like, you, you see people in this generation looking up to quote-unquote role models, but are people who just live destructive lifestyles and are just only influencing for, like, vain reasons. Like, oh, you know, the more viewers I get, you know, the more money I'll make. So let me talk about this or this product in this way so that I'll get this support from these kind of people. Like, again, no shout-out, like, not no shout-out, shout-out to the LGBTQ community, I guess. But you'll see corporations at Pride Month just completely switch their logo. Like, rainbow logo for a month and then... Okay, we're back in July. American flag logos, like it's yeah. it's just pandering, and it's not genuine. It's not real. So it's us. And it's for me. It's also just this is my freedom of speech. You know, I can talk about what I want to talk about, how I want to talk about it, like within reasons and within bounds. But anybody who is going to listen to this, they are going to get my real perspective. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you know, if we do get big enough down the road, inevitably, you know, there will be people who look up to us as role models. And who will like our mindsets will rub off on them a little bit. And that's where you we need to make sure that we're not like we're having fun. We're enjoying the podcast, enjoying what we're talking about. But we're trying to be informative and teaching too. you know, helping people who haven't stepped on these landmines know where they are. You know, even if they disagree, too, we're starting a conversation. Yeah. And also we argue enough so that people can know how to like. All right. Every conversation doesn't just need to be calm. Like you can argue and still come to like a resolution. A consensus, like, yeah. Yeah, like we get heated. We don't. We never get like pissed off at each other, and that's not yeah. the way a conversation should be. Well, yeah, <laughs> we we do off the mic, off the mic, yeah, off the mic. That's just because you're stupid. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. <laughs> that's <laughs> for true. Well, that's cool, man. I think uh, so. What's the vision then? Because uh, I know most people. If you look at any artist, a lot of people start the same way. You could look at music, look at whatever, and they start to be original. But then some guy comes up to you, sees your potential, says, yo, here's a million dollars, but you got to talk like this now. We've talked about that in the very beginning. They said, okay, if someone approached us with that, no. That's the, that's the point of Can't Take a Joke is that this is us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like This is who we truly are. Because we, we even said that. We were like, if someone approaches us with money and they're like, okay, but you can't say fuck anymore or, you don't, or like, don't bring up this political issue right now. We're going to deny that. Like, this right now is honestly, like, yeah, I'd love to quit my day job and do this full time and get to know people. And that way, like what you were saying, have income, less time. But until then, this is just, like, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But this is just a hobby we enjoy just sitting around this table and meeting new people and having conversations. It's like one of those things. It's like we don't want one of, like, say there's a dude, like a producer standing right there. And he's over here, like, like, wrap it up. Go Mm -hmm. to this. Go next. Like, no. 
Mm. We don't want to do that. That's why yeah. I will be our producer, and then nobody can topple us. Yeah. Even oh, if even if it's ten guy. million. Okay, that's different. Okay, you know what? I can. What I want to see is it the principle or is it, it the money? Because if they're like, all really right, Jake, situational. You, can't, you can if you accidentally say retard, like your podcast is done. I'm like, all right, well, I don't want your ten million dollars. But if they're like, hey, uh, you know, we're like kind of a corrupt corporation, but we'll give you ten million dollars if you put like a bottle of coca-cola on your desk be like oh then yeah you know like i don't so support like you know all the things you're doing with that water holding and all that but if you're gonna give me 10 million bucks just to put it there like knowing i'll us, do it for a few episodes and then we can yeah. get into something later knowing us though i with sponsor we even talked about that we talked doing ideas about like because uh like short like youtube videos or if we did get like someone who would be a sponsor i would make a joke out of the sponsored section of the video because you know those people who just abruptly stop the video oh and say this video is sponsored like, this by video is sponsored by this or they go hold up guys let's talk about this cool shit oh this was sent yeah. to me for free and they brag about it for like two to three minutes no i would find i would come up with a fun way it, during that intermission when i bring up the sponsor i'd either make fun of the sponsor or i would do like a like those old two, uh, early 2000s videos where it's like black and white and they go, has this ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Because of someone funny. not knowing how to fucking use a hose or something. And fu- <laughs> I would do that shit with the dumbest stuff. It's like, oh, sponsor this hair gel. Why would videotape Andrew or Jake? <laughs> just completely covered head to toe. Create yeah, a, like just being Create stupid. a meme out of it. That's yeah. free advertising. I would create a meme out of it and spread it. But I would do it and we would put our own stylistic way on it. To also maybe be a little bit like breaking the fourth wall and show a little bit how ridiculous this is. Like, yeah, we're selling shit right now, but look how stupid it is. <laughs> well, unfortunately, with you saw how like ads Too break in, there's a science behind it, but I think it's backwards because the science is like they put it in the middle of a conversation that people will be really in depth in. Yeah. And then they just cut it. Hey, well, our yeah. Squarespace. So, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes right back to the conversation. It's because you're already paying attention. So they think mm-hmm. you're going to pay attention to the ad. But as soon as I hear that, I'm like, I'm, I click it off. Well, they do it like a I hit, I hit, uh, I hit fast forward 15 seconds, like 10 to, times. They're trying to do it like cliffhangers in old TV shows where the commercial hits, like, oh, something intense happens, music starts, and then you cut to commercial. They're trying to do that. But especially now, because you, you guys were talking about, like, you know, selling out. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of the newest Joe Rogan episodes because it really feels like he's working now for a company. And it doesn't feel like it's just some dude who's a, you know, DC list celebrity having a conversation with someone. Because now you got to watch, you got to listen to like four or five ads. I skipped, I skipped. It makes, but it makes me so mad. I'm like, I hate hearing his fucking voice trying to sell me Squarespace (laughs) or like the next fucking conditioner or, or something like that. He doesn't have hair. What does he know about conditioner? Exactly. (laughs) But, and, you know, and there was that whole, like, controversial shit with, like, when he interviewed Alex Jones, I think, for the third episode. And, like, something technically went wrong. And that episode mysteriously disappeared from, like, you know, Spotify's library. And then they had to work to get it up. And then Joe Rogan had to do, like, a whole press statement, in quotes, almost. And be like, no, we had technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Why? What happened? Well, like, he posted that Alex Jones... Alex Jones has always been known to start up controversy, and even YouTube has a habit of burying the interviews that Joe Rogan has with him. Like, you have to literally type in the episode number. Like, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, episode this number, to be able to find it, and you gotta still scroll. So what happened was, he interviewed Alex Jones for a third time, and it was just... It was after his deal with Spotify, 
and it was up for like 12 or 24 it was, hours. It was right before uh, the election, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. I remember them talking about how they're going to party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was up for 12 or 24 oh, hours. Yeah, All of a sudden, it was taken down. So Joe Rogan got a bunch of like letters and emails, like complaints, and they had to come out and express like, no, it was just a, it was just an issue we just had. Sorry about that. And everyone goes, okay, so you just had an issue, and it just so happened to be the Alex Jones episode, and this has never happened before, even your YouTube days, your pre-Spotify days, and even now, ever again. Like, just so happened to be that episode. Didn't happen to be because Alex Jones says so much shit that some of it is true, some of it is really fucking crazy. But Joe Rogan initially had his podcast for freedom of speech, and that's what kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's what I want to avoid. I'm doing this to fight the man. Yeah, fuck the uh, man. To me, to me, it's like back, back with your your cigarette example. It's like some of your best conversation with the boys are like three in the morning when you're all just like yeah. kicking back, drinking beers. Like that's yeah. m- majority of what our theme is. Because every time we're sitting here, we're just we're kicking back. It's not. Yeah, it's not drinking scripted. a little bit. Everyone's just like having a good time. We don't. We we never script what we talk about. We have um, ideas on what we, we want to ask. Yeah. The, depending on the guest, we have ideas, but. Your best stuff comes out naturally when it when it comes yeah. to talking, at least. Yeah, because we tried we tried that at first. It didn't work. And you get people's real reactions in that moment, which is great. Yeah, like one of our first episodes, I went on like a forty minute tangent about like how space time works, and yeah. now I'm just asking guests like, hey, "What's your favorite dinosaur?" <laughs> you know, it could it's, it could be all Either over or. the place, and that's what's fun about it is it's just natural. Yeah, I mean, like prime example when we started this, we were all over the place, but then we settled. And then we just went with it. Like we don't, we don't, we don't script. Sometimes, like when Tyrell came on, we thought we were going to talk about his YouTube the entire time. That lasted about twenty minutes, and then we went into him being a vegan for like an hour, and then we went into yeah. like politics and all that stuff for like the next three hours. We had that was a six-hour podcast. Yeah, it was a two-parter. It, it was a long, it was a long six night. hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It but it was just parts. like he liked, dude. He was having a great time. Yeah. Like that's he, what it he like just, should you be. like talking to us. That's what it should be. It's not like, okay, guys, for two hours, we got to cram in all this information on a time clock. Because those are my least favorite podcasts. Like, you stumble upon a podcast, and it's so, it's someone, like, literally reading. It, it's like, a, not to, like, throw you under the bus, but it was like what you were doing in the beginning, where you were, like, talking about, like, your trip to New well, Mexico. Yeah, that was, like, our first. It was, our, one, it was like, our second work. episode or something, and you were, like, reading it, and I was, like, telling you, I'm, like, no, dude, just talk about it. Like, stumble upon it that you went, and it'll feel much more natural, because well, you yeah. won't feel like you're on a stand. But it was also one of those things where I was just constantly thinking about, like, what I was going to say next, which I don't do anymore. Yeah, you just... You just you Good day, to. sir. Sebastian's got to go. Love you, bro. Thank you for saying nothing. Andrew's mom called him. It's fine. He's wearing a fire shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's mom called him. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I yeah, no, nobody, nobody heard that. Yeah, I was like, did nobody hear that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, I think that's your answer. <laughs> no, right yeah, there. that's a good answer. I like that. Because some people don't do what it is that they do for like genuine reasons. And they do it for whatever. They like, just do things. Yeah, so it's cool to hear. I think um, I'm taught this in business where if uh, there's a girl selling lemonade and she's like five years old and her dog just passed away and it's hot outside and if i'm out here with you guys for example and we need the lemonade we'd probably go up to her and be like hey how much is the lemonade she'll be like one dollar and we'll be like oh wait why are you sad like why are you like doing this lemonade scent she'll say my dog passed away i'm trying to save up for a new one my parents can't afford one so i'm doing this lemonade scent 
So we're sitting here like, dang, she's like a little girl. It's hot outside. How much money do you have so far? She's like $3. How much money do you need to like get your puppy? She's like $100. If we have a heart, we'll probably all split that remaining 100 Yeah, Or go find 100 people. Buy out her supply. Spread it. Yeah. It's the difference in thinking because I see a lemonade stand. I want to set one up right across the street and offer it for a cent less. I was just about to say that. You could pull a a Starbucks and actually open up a corporate (laughs) and steal all the business, sell sell yours for 50 cents. And they all go to yours, and it's better lemonade. I don't actually yeah, think so that the way. Eff- so the really. effort that we would put to help her or the money we would spend ourselves, once we get the lemonade, we'll walk away and drink it, and we'll, like, throw up because, like, this five-year-old man, there's probably not enough sugar, whatever the case <laughs> may be. It's just water. It's yeah. just yellow water. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So the point of what I'm saying is what we would be paying for isn't the lemonade. It's no, knowing where the reason. money goes. Exactly. So that's cool seeing what it is that you guys are doing. It's the reason behind it, not just like, hey, I'm doing this random podcast. I'm talking to a guy an old friend of mine actually and he wants to I brought up how we started the podcast and he's like dude that's crazy that's exactly what my boys want to do I'm like oh that's crazy dude I like I like that meme that you sent though it's like every every podcast has the same group of three people (laughs) I don't know about that though I don't mean you're the guy from Toy Story what do you mean (laughs) oh the 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 big cluck guy yeah the big cluck you're the the chicken man that's you yeah, the chicken man. I'll be the guy from Ratatouille. You can zoom or, you know, out a little bit you. so you get the whole map. Just go right on it and squeeze it. Um, yeah, I didn't get that meme. You didn't get it. Yeah, you got to get it. What do you mean you, don't, you didn't get it? What do you mean you like, got it? you didn't it? receive it? You don't know anything ever. You didn't receive it or no, you didn't, didn't get the get joke? No, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I can't take a joke. Either. You can't take a fucking joke. I can't take a joke. Fun fact, that's how we came up with that name. I, Jake said something to me and I took it the wrong way. He goes, you can't take a joke. And I was like... And we all looked at we all looked at each other and said, stop. <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> I looked it up. I, I was like, like done. I, yeah, I turned to Andrew. I was like, Google that. Because we kept going down the list and everything was taken. And I was like, Google that shit. Is it taken? And what, he was like, no. What's the story behind that? Though? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we were all... Well, hold on. Actually, everyone, Willie just... So there's oh, okay. a, we've said it before. There's a sign on the wall. I wrote, do not shush me and underline shush. <laughs> there's a, we're going to tell you the story. I think we have. Yeah, okay. So, okay, I don't really remember. I do. I was hammered. I do. Wait, tell a story. You oh, tell it. All right, fine. So, you know, you know, creative differences. We're sitting here talking jake's going on monologue after monologue and then alex tries to chime in no we're, we're, he was yelling at no we were yelling at each other yeah, we, we were yelling arguing. at each other what were we arguing about? I, don't I don't know remember Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter but and jake wasn't finished with his point so he goes jake was he goes, well finished <laughs> alex stands up out of his chair he goes do not shush me i'm not a fucking child and then I'm sitting here. I didn't say a word for like he's, 30 minutes. He's recording this conversation like on like Snapchat yeah, and just, just with his just face. Like, and he, you just hear us arguing to finally like, yeah, like I was like, okay, here's my idea. And then Jake goes, shh. <laughs> that, I lost it. I got so mad. I don't even know why. But I was like, don't. I stood up. Obviously, we were like eye level at that. <laughs> even though I stood up, <laughs> he's sitting down. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Don't shush me ever again. <laughs> And, and at that point, we all just started laughing. And Andrew gets up. Like, we're kind of laughing, but we're still serious. Andrew gets up, grabs a piece of paper, writes it down, and smacks that against the wall. And he goes, all right, everybody, I'm talking now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you said your piece. You said your piece. Everyone shut up. That's what it was. It's and we all we sang Kumbaya. We were friends. And like, we were, we were friends. all so excited about the podcast and just getting into things that we were all, like, 
coming in with so much to talk about, we were like, okay, this has to be like an hour. Let's fit as much as we can into the hour. Yeah. So we were just talking over each other nonstop. And then it, 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 we needed to have those moments so that we could say, okay, wait, like me talking so much is an issue for Alex. Like I need to come off and let him fill in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like building that, that fluidity, that fluid war machine. Also, there was a little too much tequila uh, te- <laughs> tequila involved. A lot. So more. half of us would forget what was happening, and we would just start shouting over each other. And someone would be mid, mid-sentence and be like, what the fuck am I talking about? Like, what's happening? And the other person's like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it, remember, it gets, it's, to a certain extent, it gets the creative juices flowing. It does. It does. That's what I like about it. Absolutely. What, uh, what are your creative outlets, Willie? Me? Yeah. Honestly, for me, it's uh, my business. But my main thing is like my outlets are just whatever that progresses me, whatever that I know. But what do you purpose? What do you so do to blow me, off steam? Like going to the gym afterwards. Mm. Um, I have my. Uh, I don't really play ukulele that much. But the biggest thing that I really enjoy is I feel like being able. So they say the fruit of the tree. If you look at an apple tree, it grows itself, grows its fruit. But that fruit is for everybody else. So for me, knowing that whatever it is I'm doing. It could be whatever mindset I'm learning, me going to the gym, fixing my health, whatever way is some way shaped or formed to be an inspiration and help someone else. For me, that's what it is that relieves steam. Whenever I used to just live for myself and just be like, man, I just want to party all the time. It really just like, it was like uh, constipation kind of. Like it was like this like sense of purpose was just within me. But my biggest thing is just really just going to the gym and really just I like helping other people kind of that were in my shoes. Again, I'm not going to go super deep into my past, but... Like at ODU, my first semester, I had a .7 GPA. Like there's so many different things that happened like that really woke me up. And it showed me like I got to change my ways. So obviously I finished with like a 3.5 and all that different stuff. But it really just showed me like, man, like there are people that are going to be counting on all of us that we don't even know who they are. Some of them aren't even born yet. And it's very important that the stuff we do today is has some sort of direct effect to them as well. If you think about Christopher Columbus, I think you mentioned it before, but Christopher Columbus, when he sailed, do you think he ever thought in his mind when he's on that boat in like the 1600s, he's like, man, I'm doing this so one day Alex, Jake, and Andrew will create a podcast. But look at the ripple effects of that one decision that led to where you guys are sitting today. That's kind of crazy. In a way, Christopher yeah. Columbus sailed so that we could have this podcast. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather look at it that way as opposed to him sailing to rape and pillage, but yeah. No, it was for the podcast. <laughs> it was for the podcast. <laughs> So that's, Dude, that's, that's, that's the mindset that I have is that was an uncontrolled. He wasn't even going for that thought process. He was going to make money or like find silk or go to India or something. I don't, so with yeah. us, it's like, I feel like if we're doing stuff with purpose in the right direction, we might not know the ripple effects, but most likely it's like the ripple effects will be in a huge positive, like wave, if that makes sense. So yeah. bro, somebody listening to this podcast 10 years from now could grow up to be like the next Hitler, but because they listened to the podcast, they had a better influence and weren't. We could be saving the world just from Willie talking right now. Yeah, you have no idea. Someone did that with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just yeah. met one person in my life, and that's what changed my way. So I'm partying all the time and doing all the stuff that really didn't benefit my future. Yeah. That's very true. Jeez. We love it. <laughs> Everybody just needs an example. It's easy to like look stuff online, but when you find a human being who lives by the principles that you admire, and you see like they've won in a lot of categories you want to win in, It's just like you can't, they say you can't argue with physical success. So when I met someone physically who has what I wanted and I, and he shared the steps of what it took to make it, I, every, we all know what it means to make it. Like we know if we eat donuts all the time, we're going to gain more weight, stuff like that. So we know what it means to essentially roughly be successful or by whatever's definition of success. 
but we might not have a direction and we might not have that accountability. So yeah. that's kind of my perspective on that. That's awesome. Man. Makes sense. Well, Willie, we are reaching uh, an hour and a half right now, so we can wrap things up if you'd like. Are there any other final points you wanted to talk on? I think everybody listening is, I told you at the start of this, if nothing else, Willie is going to motivate you. You guys are probably already at the gym right now and your car is getting on the way. Ripped out their headphones and they said, fuck it. <laughs> I'm doing crunches as we speak. I got <laughs> to throw down this donut. <laughs> Someone's in their car and they're like, fuck it. I'm not having a donut tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, honestly, my, my closing words is I probably just say, I definitely see where you guys are taking this. And I think the consistency of doing these regularly, like, uh, what is a karate kid wipe the window or wash, whatever it's called. Wax, wax on, wax yeah. off. He never, he never thought what it was actually going to be used for. So you guys seeing it right now, this beginning phase of you guys doing this, you might not know what the huge picture might be. You might have a vision for it, but I think if you keep doing what it is you're supposed to do, you're going to be able to help a lot of people with this podcast. So. I'm excited. I'm honored to be a guest. So appreciate, that, appreciate man. it, man. You yeah, thank a, you for being here. You'll nah, be a recurring course. guest for sure. <laughs> when, we, when someone writes us that check for ten million dollars, you'll be here. <laughs> throw you twenty bucks. Hey, there it <laughs> is. Yeah, right. What's yeah. Up? Case of energy drinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome guys. Tell I them where they can you find guys. you. Um, yeah, like Instagram and stuff yourself. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you guys ever need a follow, need some motivation, whatever, I just post always success stuff. So my Instagram is. Uh, my last name, so Mecking Moves within a little underscore in between. So there it is, guys. So that's all right, kind of all right. I have. M-E-K-K-I. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. This has been the Can't Take a Joke podcast. Once again, we're always on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and, and Google Play. I always forget that one. But not a lot of people use that one, so I don't know. But... And you can also check out our Instagram at Can't Take a Joke Pod. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And you can, uh, we'll be plugging Willie's information in the description as well. But, guys, stay hydrated. Have a wonderful afternoon. Get some good rest. Uh, goodbye. I love you. Bye. Bye.